Welcome to the Underrepresented in Tech podcast, hosted by Michelle Frechette and Ali Nimmons. Underrepresented in Tech is a free database built with the goal of helping people find new opportunities in WordPress and tech overall. Hi, Ali. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Feeling a teeny bit under the weather today, but it always makes me feel better to be able to chat with you. Likewise. Can I tell you my exciting news? Yeah. It might might not be totally exciting to everybody. It's super exciting to me. I bought a very expensive present for myself this week and it Mm -hmm. arrived today. A new telephoto lens for my camera. Whoa. It has greater capabilities to shoot further than my other lenses have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm excited to go out this weekend and see how many birds I can photographically shoot. I don't actually shoot birds. I just <laughs> photograph them. But yes, I'm very excited. I'm going to go on, a, on a, um, a, a photo day out in my car and see what I can get. Hopefully I'll master the new lens quickly and get some great shots. Otherwise, it will just be a learning experience. That is so cool. Yeah. Camera lenses, especially good ones are very expensive. Um, yes. So yeah, that is really cool. I can't wait I mean, to I'm see the talking, pictures. I'm not talking thousands of dollars, but to me, this is expensive and it's working up towards spending thousands of dollars eventually. But yeah. Yes. I will definitely share pictures with you for <laughs> sure. I mean, it's expensive for like, you know, it, you don't take pictures. Well, you do take pictures professionally, but like, mm-hmm it's not your main source of income, you know? Right. So like mm-hmm. for it being a kind of side gig sort of a thing, it's a lot to like invest money into a gig like that. Um, so yeah, I'm super happy for you. That's really exciting. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it is exciting. And hopefully you can take pictures at WordCamp US, which is going to be the next time we see each other. I am actually on the photography squad for WordCamp US, although Yay. this lens will not be coming with me. It's too big and it shoots too mm. far away. Um, so it won't be appropriate for this kind of venue, but I will be taking pictures there with my other cameras, my other lenses, and very excited about that. Very cool. Yeah. Cool. So what's our topic today? I know that you had suggested a topic I'm excited about. Yeah. I've been talking to a lot of people recently about mentorship, um, Mm -hmm. like being a mentor or having a mentor. And I think it's something that's really important for underrepresented people to have Mm -hmm. a mentor when you're first starting, um, or even just as you're learning, right? Like you can be experienced and always be learning. Um, and having a mentor is really great for that. Um, and it's so valuable to have a mentor, um, like in a formalized way where that relationship. So like you are one of my mentors, like there are lots Mm -hmm. of people in the community that I think of as, you know, this person is older than me and, or more experienced than I am. And they have a lot of wisdom to share with me and they can give me advice and they can be there for me. And that, that in itself is like mentorship, right? Like Mm -hmm. having a friend that you can really lean on for those things, but also having a mentor that is like, a formalized relationship where it's like, you are my mentor. We meet every X, you know, interval of time. We have goals that we work on together and, um, you know, things like that. I think a lot of people kind of take those relationships for granted, even the more casual mentorship relationships, we tend to, uh, take those relationships for granted. And I think that when you are in one of those underrepresented groups, 
there are so many other things you struggle with in terms of, you know, the imposter syndrome and not knowing what you don't know and not always feeling like you're doing things the right way or when you should or how you should. And having a formal mentor, even an informal mentor can like assuage so many of those uncertainties and fears um, mm-hmm. and really like propel you forward, especially if that mentor is also an underrepresented person, um, mm-hmm. whether in the way that you're underrepresented or not. Right. So yeah, you, as one of my mentors, um, we're both women, mm-hmm. but as far as like lots of the other underrepresented things that, you know, we don't share a lot of those experiences. And that that I think makes our mentor mentee relationship really valuable because there are things that I learn from you all the time, which makes me better at being an ally and being an advocate for underrepresented people. Um, But there's enough that we share that we can commiserate on, you know, certain experiences, right? Like whenever Mm -hmm. I get a cringy DM from a strange guy who's like, hi, pretty, (laughs) how are you? I always think of you because I'm like, Michelle knows what it's like to get these emails. They're awful, right? So like, it's super, that that relationship is super important to me. Um, And I've also had, you know, straight white male mentors who Mm -hmm. don't know what a lot of those things are like, but have been super willing to open doors for me and make places for me at the table um, with the intention of like mentoring me and making sure that I have what I need and all that kind of stuff. Um, And it's just really, really important, I think, to have those relationships, but it can be hard for people to know how to form those relationships or where to go or mm-hmm. who to ask and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes it feels awkward to like approach someone and be like, will you be my mentor? Right. Like that's Can kind you of mentor un- me. Yeah. yeah. It's that's an, that's so, kind of an uncomfortable thing, I think. So I kind of want to um, just say a few things here before we kind of jump into the, how to make those relationships. There's a difference between mentoring and coaching. Mm. There's a lot of similarities between them. Right. Um, but a coaching situation is usually a paid situation. Mentorship usually is not. And a coaching situation is usually specific to one area. So like you have a blog coach or you have um, a speech writing coach or you have you know, a business coach that helps you build your business. Whereas mentorship can actually cross a lot of those different areas and kind mm-hmm. of look at what your areas of need are on a, on a, like a week to week or like you say, a time interval um, situation. Um, and mentorship is more of a relationship and, and you could correct me if you see it differently, of course, but I see coaching is more transactional mm-hmm. and mentorship, more of that relationship building. Not that you have to be friends with your mentor, but you mm-hmm. usually have some affinity with them. Right. So, yeah. um, there, it's, it's a different situation than like, maybe you pay a coach and you meet with them one-on-one and a zoom specifically around blogging or something like that. The other thing is that your boss at work, if you are not, if you're freelancing, that's you and you have, you're mentoring yourself perhaps, but no, but if, if you are working in a situation where you have a supervisor or a boss, that person can have some mentoring capabilities with you, but I would generally speaking, not refer to that person as my mentor because they have, that's a transactional relationship as well. So while you can say, I've had this boss that was a great mentor for me, that can be true. It probably was that you learned so much from them but it probably wasn't a true mentoring relationship. So when we're talking about mentorship, I think we really are talking about something different than an employment situation 
or a transactional coaching situation. And I kind of just wanted to put that out there in advance, just to make sure before we start talking about how to, how do I find a mentor that we are really talking about what true mentorship is? Yeah, that's a really good distinction to make, right? Like I would, I would definitely describe it in the simplest terms, right? Like it's not always the case. A mentor is typically someone who is volunteering their time to help you. And a coach is someone you pay. Um, exactly. Or at least, you know, right, like you said, like have a transactional. So I've definitely heard of people who like exchange services. So it's like, oh, I have a business coach and I designed their website and they give me business coaching. And like, that's the, you know, inter- the transaction that they, that we have. Um, exactly. But yeah. Coach, coaches typically do, do, do are business coaches as a profession, as a job. And a mentor is like, yeah, I'll, I'll be your mentor, right? Like just mm-hmm. to, just for the kind of the sake of it, for the, for the experience of it. That's yeah. a really good distinction to make because gener- it's, it, go ahead. As in generally speaking, when you've, when you're done paying your business coach or your coach, mm-hmm. that relationship terminates it's right there. Over. Whereas yeah. mentorship usually has some level of continuing to be in touch and follow yeah. each other's paths over time. Yeah. Well, there's a longevity to that for sure. Yes. Um, but yeah, that, that's a huge distinction, um, from one or the other too. Right. And I, I associate a mentor with softer skills and a business coach with harder skills, right. Or a coach in general with, you know, Mm -hmm. firm skills. Um, whereas, you know, a mentor might just be a person that you go to and be like, Hey, I, I applied for a job and I got this email back. Can you help me understand? Like, what does this mean? How should I reply? Right. Like really individual, personal kind of things like that having to do with your profession. Um, whereas yeah, a coach is going to give you really structured help. And so one might be better for you than the other. Like if you're listening to this Mm -hmm. and you're thinking like, Oh, well, maybe I thought I needed a mentor, but maybe what I need is a coach, right? Like there is, there's a difference between the two. Um, so yeah, I think that, so I've never had a formal mentor before. Like I've never had somebody that I've approached and said like, will you mentor me? Um, I recently got a formal mentee, which is really exciting. I offered to mentor. She was actually a guest on the podcast recently. Her name is Gina Innocent. She works at GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were in touch and we were communicating and she was sharing with me all these things that she'd like to do, but she isn't really certain how or you know where to go with those things. And I messaged her and I said, you know, if you want, I would like to like mentor you and we can meet every so often and go over your goals and just talk about the community and how things are doing. And like, I can share my experiences with you and and help you try to achieve some things you want to do. And she was like, yeah, that'd be great. Right. So we're now, you know, preparing to have our first meeting and figure out what that relationship is going to look like. And it's really, really cool. Um, I know that you've had mentees before, I believe you have. Can you can you tell me a little bit about like how those relationships came to be? Yeah, so those relationships came to be mostly because somebody said, "Hey, can I pick your brain?" <laughs> and got together with those people and at the end of that conversation, they said, "This has been so helpful to me. Would you consider meeting with me more frequently as my mentor and help me get up and running into whatever the business is that they were looking to get into. Um, and yeah, and so that's kind of it. It's not like, I don't think they purposely said, I'm going to go ask Michelle for shadow. She'll be my mentor. You know, it was a, hey, you, you have so much knowledge. 
how can I learn from you? And a one-on-one with coffee turned into like a lifelong relationship, <laughs> even though I don't mentor those people, um, you know, forever and ever, uh, the, they are still part of my, um, my, my journey and my life. And I'm still in touch with them and I still watch them succeed and, you know, feel like the mama bear who just watched her cub catch their first salmon or something. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now, but yeah, it's exciting stuff. (laughs) It's, it's like having children in a way, right? So like Mm -hmm. you raise your children and you watch them do amazing things and you're so proud of the work that they accomplish the same, at least for me as a mentor has been true to watch those people that I've mentored succeed in their life journeys and their business journeys and feel like, well, I had a small part in it. It's really all them because they did it. My, like my daughter, I love it. Yes, I raised her, but she is an independent woman who does amazing and great things. I can't take credit for her work, but I know that in part, some of me is part of her too. And I think that that mentor-mentee relationship has some of that along with it, right? It's like, if I've instilled anything in you, whether it's a, it's to help you believe in yourself, to give you those soft skills, to give you some hard skills, even over time to allow you to be successful and confident in your success and in your abilities, then I'm super proud of you, but also really happy that I had any, any role in helping you achieve that. Yeah. Which is a great thing to point out as far as like, I feel like a lot of potential mentors Sometimes there's this feeling of like, all right, well, I'm giving this person my time and my energy for free. Sometimes it's kind of like, you know, what what am I going to get out of this, right? Like what's in it for me? Um, And, you know, when you're thinking about your professional time, yeah, sometimes you got to think about it like that. And I think a huge part of it is the pride in what they do and what they've accomplished to say like, yeah, you know, they did that, but I helped um, and I, I contributed toward that. And I think it is really it can be, I would think a, almost a mental health boost, right? Like a confidence boost, like that, a a, a validate, a validating thing of, you know, Mm -hmm. my advice and my wisdom and all of that actually really helps this person. And that feels really good. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that's what I'm, that's what I am hoping to get out of my new Mm -hmm. mentor relationship is, you know, the confidence that that will hopefully bring me and things like that. The other part that really comes into play too is, you know, for me anyway, I have gained so much from other people in my life, right? Like my journey has not been me walking through a desert and finding success on my own (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination. And it's impossible to pay back people who have in any way, shape or form helped you or mentored you along the way, because they're so much (laughs) further in the journey than you are. But you can pay it forward by helping the next generation, so to speak, generation is a weird term, but you know, (laughs) the next other people who are not as far in your journey, let's say that, um, to achieve success. And so it's definitely a way of paying it forward because even though like forward's a weird word, right? Like back forward, whatever. um, It's helping somebody affect their future and therefore the future of whatever industry, et cetera. And so if you've been helped and you have the ability to help others, I won't say it's a responsibility because I think that's an individual decision. For me, it's a responsibility. It's not what I take lightly, but it is what I delight in. So if you have it in you to mentor somebody, then I say, take that seriously and, and, and try it. Try a relationship that, you know, where you can share with other people. Is every mentor-mentee relationship, does it, does it like strike this right balance right at the front? 
of course not. Just like coaching doesn't, right? Like it may be like, well, I thought this was going to work, but my schedule doesn't, or for whatever reason, you may both drift away from that. Uh, don't take it personally. Things happen. People's lives change. Uh, things happen in people's lives that cause them to not have time. But, uh, but I, th- I think it's almost always a rewarding experience. Yeah, for sure. What would you say, like, if somebody's coming to you and asking them, asking you to mentor them? Um, so uh, well, I'll start by saying, I would think if I'm approaching somebody and asking, will you mentor me? Um, I would imagine, okay, I should probably have an idea of what I need help with right? Like maybe some goals that I want to accomplish or some problems Mm -hmm. that I'm having that I need help with. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe an idea of how frequently I would need help or how frequently I'd like to connect Mm -hmm. and touch base, right? Whether it's once a week or once a month or once a quarter or whatever, or, you know, if it's, um, DMing on a regular basis and then maybe, you know, a zoom call once a month, like an idea of the Mm -hmm. frequency of the communication, would you say that those are, yeah. I was going to say, would you say those are accurate, accurate things that a mentee Absolutely. should have? And it, like, are there mm-hmm. other things that they should think about as well before approaching someone? Right. And I'm, I mean, you're, you're going to ask questions from a mentor, mentee standpoint. I'm going to answer them from a mentor standpoint for, for the most part. Um, I've actually never had a formalized mentor myself. So I've only been the mentor, but um, the first question I always ask is, well, what does that mean to you when you're asking me to mentor you? Um, Because if they're looking for a coach, that's not what the relationship is. And sometimes that's exactly, they're thinking mentor, but they actually need coach. Um, And, you know, what what I say, what does it mean to you? What are your goals? What is it? Where do you see areas for improvement that you need some boost or mentoring in? What time commitment are you expecting from me? All of those questions are very important because as somebody without a lot of, um, spare time. You know, if somebody says, well, I was hoping we could meet like twice a week. Sorry, that's not going to work in my world, right? Like I don't have that kind of time. Um, Once a month with a weekly touch point on, you know, um, through Slack or DMs or texting, that's much more doable. But then also, if you are already mentoring somebody else, you have to take that into account. Like how many people can can you mentor and continue your full-time job at any other side gigs you have to? So getting those kinds of answers before you ask somebody, absolutely think about what your answers to those questions are. What are your expectations of that person? Um, and, and be honest, right? So if you have great expectations of somebody, go ahead and say that. But then don't be upset if they don't have the time to accommodate you or if they offer an alternate solution. That makes so much sense. And that's that was something else I wanted to touch on is like if you approach someone about being a mentor or a mentee to you and they say no, they say no thanks or I don't have the time for that. Don't take that personally. Right. Like don't let that discourage you. Don't take that as like an insult or anything like I think especially since the pandemic, people have been very precious with their time and their energy. We've all been learning what our batteries are and our boundaries. And, you know, sometimes it's just not, it's not the right time for that kind of relationship for someone. So I would hate for someone to be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to ask this person I really admire to mentor me and then get a no and feel super discouraged. Um, Yeah. Don't take that personally. Um, no, I mean, for example, like, you know, I lost my dad in March, which we've talked about and people know because I'm not secretive about it, but you might ask somebody who's going through something in their personal life 
that they're not willing to divulge to you. So them Mm -hmm. saying no to you, I don't have time right now. doesn't mean they don't have time for you. It means they don't Mm -hmm. have time. So don't take it personally at all. If somebody doesn't have the capacity or the bandwidth at that particular point in time to mentor you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's always an honor to be asked, but it isn't always feasible to be able to get the time. And that might be an opportunity for you to, you know, be like, okay, first I understand. Thanks for considering it. Is there somebody else that you might recommend, you know, given what I've asked you, like that person might have somebody else in mind that has a similar skill set or experience level that that might make a good mentor that does have time. Um, So it's not, don't think of it as like a brick wall. Like there is probably a way that you can find a connection still through that opportunity. Um, Yeah. When I started talking with Gina, I asked her, you know, what, what were her goals? What did she want to work toward? how often she wanted to meet. Um, I asked her how comfortable she feels just moving forward indefinitely, or if she feels like she wants like kind of a termed thing, like let's meet for six months and then kind of see how we feel. Um, Because also we don't know each other all that well. So you might connect with somebody and then find that, you know, personality wise, maybe you don't love talking to them every week, right? Like maybe it's not a good fit. And so I kind of wanted to give her the option to have an out at the end of six months to just be like, I don't really think this is working for me. Um, And then I also asked her what her biggest pet peeve was. Cause I was like, I want to add, I was like, I want to add a fun question. And I also know that, you know, I think when you, when you start a relationship like that with someone, um, even if it's, you know, professional business, the goals that you're working toward, you really get to know the person on a personal level. So I was really curious of like, okay, well, what ticks you off, right? Like what makes you mad that I should, maybe I should avoid or, and we found out we have like very similar pet peeves, which is basically, you know, other people being stupid is like our biggest pet peeve. Um, So we were able to laugh about that. Um, (laughs) So my, my point there is like, you know, if, if you are a mentor, Um, I think it's a good idea to try to make that experience fun, right? Like, even if it's dry, businessy sort of stuff that you're working on, like Mm -hmm. make it a fun experience for that person, make them excited about the work that they're doing and, you know, all of that stuff. Because otherwise, I think like what my biggest, um, not fear, but the thing that I want to avoid the most is Mm -hmm. the most is that she will get bored, yes. right? And then not actually accomplish her goals because she doesn't feel motivated. She doesn't feel engaged. And so I feel like part of my role as the mentor is to make sure that she remains engaged and having fun with mm-hmm. it and focused and all of those things. Um, I would say though, that the, the onus of the mentoring relationship is on the mentee. So like I, as a mentor, don't know what your needs are. I, as a mentor, don't know what you're dealing with. You have to bring that to me and then I can help you work through it. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you can absolutely make it fun. You can do all things. You can, I assign homework sometimes, right? <laughs> it's like, you're having, I'm having trouble writing my bio. Great. Come back next week with a bio we can massage. I'm not going to help gonna sit here and help you write it, but you make a first attempt at it and then we can fix it next week, you know? So those kinds of things, and that's just one, one small example, of course, um, but being able to kind of put the, the onus of responsibility for what 
the topics are on a week to week basis or month to month, whatever time frame, um, is really on the mentee who's going through things that they need to bring to the table for help with, right? So it's not just a, I'm not just sitting there as a blank canvas waiting for my mentor to tell me how to be the next thing I want to be. So it's definitely a relationship and, and something that you have to work through. So given that, so in Black in Black Press right now, the Black Press Slack, of which I'm a co-organizer, we are currently working on a system or a method or a process through which we can match mentors and mentees together um, in kind of a formal way, right? So they fill out a survey or a form that says what they're looking for and blah, 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 blah. And we can match people together and kind of help bridge that awkward like mm-hmm. gap of like, well, should I ask this person? Should I not? Are they even right. interested in this? Right. Like making things easier for people because we noticed mm-hmm. that in our WordPress space, there's not really a space for that. There's not really a method for that. It's really just sort of, you just kind of hope you find someone cool. Um, do you feel like there's a preferred way within? So if somebody's listening right now and they're like new to the WordPress world, how would you mm-hmm. recommend Um, that they connect with someone as far as like finding a mentor? So I really do like the pick your brain idea, right? So even if you're paying somebody, right? So like if somebody says like, but like us, for example, on underrepresented tech, we have, you know, you pay us for an hour of our time, you can pick our brain. I have that on my calendar as well. If people ask that, I can certainly give them that link or, you know, if I'm feeling kind, I can donate that hour to them, whatever it is. Um, But use that time to kind of get to know each other. Bring one specific topic that you want to pick their brain on. At the end of that time, think to yourself, well, think of it almost like a, a test run, right? and ask, is this somebody that I'd want to mentor me on a regular basis? Um, I know they had some time to do this today. Maybe if I approach them about a mentoring relationship, they would be open to that. So kind of, you know, pick people's brains about different topics if they're open to spending time with you to do that. Um, and, and then, you know, be honest with them at the end. Say, you know, I'm also thinking, I'm also looking for a mentor. I think you might be a good fit for me. Would you have the time to be able to do that? As opposed to just like DM somebody out of the, out of the blue, like, Hey, I like you. Will you be my mentor? Um, what, who are you? (laughs) So it can be a little, it can be awkward, but it doesn't have to be, let's say it that way. Yeah. That's a really good point. Like, um, the idea that just because you follow us, we need to be very aware of like our parasocial relationships, right? Like there's lots of people I follow on Twitter that I feel like I know because I follow them and I read their content a lot. But if I were to ever actually just start speaking to them, it would be like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. Who are you again? Right? Like we've never actually spoken to each other. So I think it's important that you have a, yeah, you have a little bit of a kind of fit in the door with that person as far as an initial conversation or two. And like that, um, that made it a lot easier when I reached out to Gina because she had already been on the podcast. We chatted for almost two hours, you know, part of that was recorded. Part of it wasn't right. But we chatted a lot Mm -hmm. and we immediately had like friendship chemistry, you know, like we got along really well. We had a lot of the same thoughts and interests and a lot of the things that she said she wanted to do and work on were things that I already had experience in. And I was like, oh, well, you know, if you ever need help with that, let me know. Like, I'd be, I'd be happy to help you. And then 10 minutes later, oh, well, if you ever need help with that thing too, like, let me know. And so I felt like, after that conversation, the, the wheels were 
oiled, right? Like whatever yeah. that term is, right? The gears were whatever. In um, motion. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, for me to reach out and offer to mentor her, it's not coming out of the blue. We already know each other. Like I know that okay. she feels comfortable talking to me. And so it's not super random. Um, but, you know, if she had reached out to me before we had ever spoken and asked for me to mentor her, I kind of would have been like, well, I mean, thanks for asking, but I'm like, I would have been a lot more hesitant um, because I didn't know her. Um, So, yeah. And I mean, this is where I think one of the huge benefits of our events come in, right? Like if you go Mm -hmm. to a WordPress event, even if you go to a virtual one and you talk to someone in the chat or the, um, you know, the hallway chat or whatever meeting, open meeting space they have online, you can build a relationship that way and then approach someone afterward with that request. Um, I mean, better yet, personal event, you meet somebody and you chat and you chat and you chat, and then you can build that relationship, but it should definitely not come out of the blue if possible. Right. (laughs) Slide into their DMs. Will you be my mentor? (laughs) That can be a little awkward for sure. I also just kind of also want to point it out that we always, we, or I shouldn't say always, I hate that word. Always and never should never be used, (laughs) but there are, there's no reason that mentors need to be older than you. So we have this mental image that a mentor is older than the mentee, right? Like a teacher student situation, but teachers don't need to be older than students either. You can learn from people. They just need to be a little further in the journey than you are so they can give you advice and help from a perspective of experience and knowledge. So somebody younger than you can absolutely be your mentor. So don't think you have to look for somebody older than you all the time. Absolutely. I don't want to put Gina on blast. I think I'm younger than her. She can correct me very publicly on Twitter if she wants to. Um, (laughs) But I think I might be a year or two younger than her. Um, But yeah, that's a really good point because I've been active in the community longer than she has. Right. And that was one, that's one of the things she wants help with. She wants to become more active and do more things and blah, blah, blah. Um, and so, yeah, when I offered to mentor her, it was more of a, like, I professionally have been where you are and wanted to get where you're trying to go. And I've done that. So mm-hmm. I'd like to help you. Um, yeah. most of my mentors though, have been older than me. I think that that's just a byproduct of like our community, doesn't Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of people my age that are active in the community so it just happens that my mentors are older than me but you're totally right right. like whatever your community you're in age is not necessarily doesn't necessarily need to be a factor in that exactly exactly and I just want to put out the caveat too that just because we're talking about mentorship does not mean we have um the open invitation to slide into our dms to mentor you (laughs) Because we are both very busy people. Uh, It it also doesn't mean that we're not open to opportunities, but uh, we're not, this is not an advertisement for mentees. (laughs) I have one new mentee and I'm going to stick with just her for a while and make sure I can give her all my attention. Um, But we do have a pick our brain service. So the next best thing that we can advertise is on our services Mm -hmm. page. You can always book time to to pick our brains for an hour. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. Next week, we actually have a special guest coming. Um, If it doesn't happen, then I'll be like, oh, well, it didn't happen. But um, next week, we have Maddie Osmond coming and joining us. Maddie Osmond. She's so cool. I know. 
she's launching a brand new book next week. So I'm tease that out a little bit, but look for her new book next week. I should have it up in front of me. I don't have the title of it. Sorry, Maddie. Uh, but she has a chapter in there about tone and how to write for inclusiveness. And so we're going to talk to Maddie next week about how you can make sure that what your content you're creating is more inclusive. So I'm super excited about that. Absolutely. I think it's called Oh no. I tried to pull up her Twitter so I can find it really fast. It's called Writing for Humans and Robots. Yes. Yes. Very exciting. It is exciting. exciting. So yeah, she's awesome. I can't can't wait to introduce her to people if they haven't met her yet. Yeah. She's really cool. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for talking to me today, Michelle. Anytime. You know that. Love you. Love you. Talk (laughs) to you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. This episode was sponsored by the following companies. WP Wallet. WP Wallet is a free, simple, intelligent tool that helps WordPress professionals effortlessly manage all of their license keys and invoices for all sites and clients. Never forget a renewal, lose a license key, or miss out on a reimbursement again. Join WP Wallet for free today. Learn Dash. LearnDash is taking cutting-edge e-learning methodology and infusing it into WordPress. More than just a plugin, LearnDash is trusted to power the learning programs for major universities, small to mid-sized companies, startups, entrepreneurs, and bloggers worldwide. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode, using our database, or just want to say hi, go to underrepresentedintech.com. See you next week.